1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. This Bob and Brian On Demand is brought to you by Marcus Theaters. Are the holidays stressing you out? Take a break and check out one of the many blockbusters at Marcus Theaters. Visit MarcusTheaters.com for a full list of movies. You can purchase your tickets and reserve your seats online. Let's talk some music news with our music expert, Gary Graff. Good morning, Gary. How are you? All right. How are you guys doing? Good. How was your week? Uh, not bad. All not right. Bad. Had a tough time after last night's football game. But, you, know. you had a tough time after last night's football well, game. You know, well, let me, let me help you out were, with that. Those were my Steelers sucking it up. Right. Um, <laughs> your football team stinks. You have an idiot at wide receiver, and your talent level isn't very high. Your quarterback is done. Yes. I would he say they done, played. He was done last with, year. With all those things going on, you guys played a hell of a game. You made you it. You know, it, it was a nice comeback that I, I think speaks as much to the Vikings' ineptness as it does to the Steelers. Yeah, we were talking earlier no. how the, the Vikings never seem inept when they roll around here. Oh, yeah, I mean, that happened, but, you know, I, I did watch the Vikings lose to the Lions last <laughs> yeah, day, so, yeah, you know, yeah. I, think that's, uh, I think these two games say a lot about that team. Yeah. Yeah. And hi to all our Minnesota listeners. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to be a fan of any sports team because the disappointment is never-ending. They rip your heart out. Right, exactly. So that's why we should talk about music news. <laughs> Happier, happier things in <laughs> right, some cases. Right, something that makes that makes you happy. What is the happiest story of the week? We'll start there. Boy, the happiest story. It's funny because I have a few, you know, a few things on here that are decidedly not happy. I but, know. You know Got to be Brittany, though, right? I mean, she's she's doing well, huh? Oh, uh, I'm sorry, Brittany? Brittany. Oh yeah, Brittany. You know, we are. Well, you know, we are. We are still in court uh, with Brittany, but but good things are happening. I mean, just this week. Uh, the judge gave the judge in Los Angeles gave her full rights to sign documents, meaning, you know, basically she's in charge now. Um, you know, it, it seems like a minor move, but she can execute any document, any legal document herself now, uh, which is a big plus. She does still have an accountant who's going to be on the case until January 19th, which is the date of her next hearing. And in the meantime, her her father, Jamie Spears, the former and now deposed uh, conservator is, you know, is claiming that he's, he's essentially being badgered now that, look, this is all, his, his contention is this is all over, said and done. I want, to, I want her to get out of her conservatorship as soon as possible. I want out of it already. I've been cooperative, so leave me alone. And they're not leaving me alone. Well, you know, tough. <laughs> Does he think yeah, he's going to get sued? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does without, without a doubt. Okay, without a doubt. So yeah, that, and that's why he made many of the moves he's made in the last couple of months is to try, you know, to try to minimize his liability for any litigation. But no, he he's going to be sued. But Brittany hasn't done anything crazy. No. She's not uh, no. smashing no, windows uh, or she's just kind of doing her thing, right? She hasn't. Yeah, yeah. she's being happy, being energetic. Uh, you know, she's engaged. You know, good thing, good things happening. So you know, we come like I say, the next key date is January nineteenth, and she may get control of the financial end of her world. Someone uh, sent me a a video of a Britney Spears Pepsi commercial because Bob Dole was in it. That's you remember right. Bob Dole being in That's a Pepsi right. commercial yep. with Britney Spears? Yep, I yeah. can remember that. Just at the end, she's singing and dancing and doing the whole thing, and 
people are watching her, you know, as, as spliced in through the commercial. And then at the end, Bob Dole is sitting in a chair having a Pepsi uh-huh. with his dog next to him. And and he just says to his dog, you know, like down boy or something like that. Yeah, yeah no, I remember that. I had forgotten about it, but that was a, that was a great commercial. Yeah. So, yeah, Bob Dole, well, that's because, of course, Wait, Bob Dole passed. You got to slam two things together there, Bob Dole yeah. passing. Bob Dole's passing. And, and Brittany. And, uh, and and Adele is doing okay, right? Even though Adele's that reporter didn't listen to her, her, her album, she's doing uh, good. Yep, no, Adele's doing great. She, is, she has the only million-selling record of 2021. Um, and, you know, this is the way it is now. If you, you'll, you, you guys will recall the day when there used to be many million selling records in a year and that doesn't happen anymore but adele's new album 30 did top the million mark first one since taylor swift's folklore uh 14 months ago so they're few and far between but adele has one now too and apparently you know we talked last week about this las vegas residency yeah uh, she's going to be doing apparently she's getting two million bucks a show a show a show okay well it's a high price ticket and, uh, you know, so she's going to be doing well with that. And, you know, as we're talking about, you know, album showings and how things how things have been going. And, you know, this is the only million-selling album of this year. On the Billboard Top 200 Best-Selling Albums of 2021, there is not one new rock album in really? that whole list. Not one rock album that was released during 2021. Uh, the you know what does appear on there though is you have Queen's greatest hits <laughs> is still is still you know rocking all these years later and it's one of the top 200 Fleetwood Mac's Rumors Journey's greatest hits ACDC Back in Black you know these are all these are all part of the uh, the Billboard top selling albums but, of 2021 but not one rock album released in this year but they count uh streaming now and they count downloads they count now, sales right? sales streaming uh the, the whole kit and caboodle they they call it equivalent album sales <laughs> and uh the, so, but you know even even doing that it's maybe that makes it even more shocking that a new album couldn't be if you go on to the mainstream rock charts you see see stuff like mammoth wv oh, really aaron jones the foo fighters yeah, Maniskin. So there's there Mainskin, sorry. Uh so there's some there there is some new stuff that's breaking through in the genre, but to the rest of the world, uh uh-uh. uh. that that was very sobering this year. The number one album of the year, you you, you I don't know if you've looked, but is the is is Morgan Whalen, the country star. Yeah. Uh, his his double album was number one top seller for the year, and this is a guy who got canceled. Right, he was, yeah. Yeah, after he, you know, after the video oh, of right. him, him uttering the N-word came out, you know, knocked off of award shows, you know, guest appearances, this and that, but his album was still the top seller. He's actually going year. out on tour. He's this, going out on a big, spring, tour, isn't he? big tour next year. And the, yeah. And the, the pre-sales are going like crazy. Hey, back up to that uh, Adele getting two... Two mil uh, <laughs> per show. show. How many shows does she have scheduled? Because I would say, you know what? I'll keep doing them as long as you keep dropping $2 million well, into my account after every show. That's it. She's booked uh, January into April. So I think it's around 30, 
But it's only weekends, day. right? Right. Tuesday, yeah, Fridays and Saturdays. And so don't be surprised if this gets extended. I mean, that's what happens in Vegas. You be know, surprised if it's not extended. Right. If you remember how Elton John and Celine Dion did it, you know, they would they would put a month on sale and then they'd add another two months and another and another. What is the ticket price like for that? Yeah, I, mean, I, have, I haven't high. really looked. Cause pretty high. I, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, but... <laughs> I'm, well, I'm how, many, sure. how many seats? It's like a 4,400-seat theater, right? right? Small. I don't even it's think not it's that big. big. So 4,400, divide, you know, divide that know into a... Yeah, yeah, how do no, I know I'm, it? I read it in story. Okay. Yeah, no, she's, yeah. yeah, it's definitely, it's, you know, like I said, I haven't had a chance to look, but it's definitely in the, in the solid and upper three figures. Okay, just to make $2 million in a 4,400-seat theater, how much do we have to sell a ticket for? That's just to break even. You know, I went, into math. I went into writing to not do math. No, Brian's so. got his calculator I got it. Okay, he's got okay. the calculator yeah. out. Right. Two million divided by 4,400 is yeah. $454 and right. so $500, $500. A $500 yeah. ticket, which is about what things go for. They're gonna, no, they're going to sell those for two grand. Oh, no, they're, gonna, they're higher. Yeah. But, they're... but, you know, in terms of an average ticket price or whatever it is. Really? And then who knows if there's a VIP package that's $10,000. Sure. You want a you want a VIP package? Oh, yeah, you want you some get a champagne soda? You get a soda? <laughs> soda. You also want ice? Yeah. That's the platinum package. Right. Right. It's Vegas. Wow. Let it, let it rock. Let it rock and good for her. Well, yeah, yeah good for her. Absolutely. Yeah. Um is it okay, I, I, one more question about Adele. You've heard the album. I haven't even listened to it yet. Is is it as good as their other albums? Is it better than her other albums? I put it on a par with her other albums, okay. I and mean, I think, uh, you know, I actually think 21 was my favorite. Um, 25 was really good, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really good. It's good, good song craft, good production, and, and she's, she's got the voice, you know. And that's a, that's a voice that can sell even a mediocre song, and these are better than mediocre songs. You going to try to get a media pass into one of the shows? Just Maybe. go check it out? Maybe. Go to I Vegas can, uh, for a day or I so? Can, I can make the trip. Would it be? Would it be? Would, would love to see it. We'll see how tight those puppies are. Here's oh. here's one of my favorite uh, headlines that you've ever sent us. David Lee Roth said, "Do you say? I don't know if you said it this week or not, but he said he hated Eddie Van Halen's guitar. The, at least wasn't the, a, at least wasn't a fan of it. But at the, the same red, time, the red and white one, right? The the guitar, right? The the black Stratocaster that was called Frankenstrat." Right. And uh, and this is, well, it's interesting because he claims to not be fond of it, but at the same time claims to have designed it, says it was based on some artwork he, he did during the mid-'70s using duct tape to make these kind of geometric mm-hmm. linear patterns. And, you know, so he said, so he's taking credit for creating this guitar design that he has said he's not fond of. Has he lost his mind, or is he just... He's just making headlines. This would be rhetorical, wouldn't it? With, okay. Uh, with All right. Rough. You deal with David Lee more than we do. Yes. So, but I, All thought right. that, I thought that, that was really by interesting. The, by the way, coming in the new year is an Eddie Van Halen Funko Pop figure. Uh, it'll be available to it's everybody in March, and there's going to be an, it's an exclusive sale on Entertainment Earth in January. So you can have a have a little Eddie hanging around no, day, day kinda, in and day out. We kind of had the story last week, or maybe it was earlier this week, about the University of Florida and Tom Petty. Right. The, the University of Florida has given him an, a posthumous honorary doctorate of music. 
and you know that's in Gainesville, Florida, so his his hometown. Mm. And uh, yeah, you know it's a nice honor. He didn't get a, he didn't get those while he was alive, but it's it's still a nice honor. Well, for Wisconsin, fans. we have the jump around as we go into the fourth quarter in Iowa. Then after the first quarter, they wave to the kids in the hospital uh, at those games. But they've been singing "I Won't Back Down" right. at these games for how long? Uh, since I think since before Tom Petty's death. Yeah. But, you know, it obviously became even bigger afterwards. Yeah. But, so, that, you know, it's the hometown doing them right. Right. Exactly. Stones uh, held a memorial for Charlie Watts. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they couldn't do it back when Charlie died in September because they were, and sorry, in August, because they were in the U.S. and the just the logistics of getting back, getting back there, you know, what they have to do with all the protocols and everything, you know, could, couldn't do. So they did uh, this past week. Uh, they went and they had a, they set up, it was Monday, December 6th, and they set up at Ronnie Scott's Club, one of those iconic music clubs in London. The Stones played a couple of songs themselves, and then various other people, Jules Holland, you know, TV personality in England, used to be in Squeeze. He was the MC, and members of the Rolling Stones band uh, played their own sets. Bill Wyman, Stones' former founding and former bassist, showed up. And he didn't play, but he was there. And, you know, there are lots of pictures online from it. And it, lo- it looked like a, a nice time was had by all honoring this, this much-loved, you know, member of the band. The Someone told me yesterday that uh, Remy Malik basically memorized every move Freddie Mercury made. In that uh, in that Queen concert that's featured in the in the movie. Yep. Yeah, he talked about he talked about that in his in his various uh, interviews that he uh, that, you know that he did he studied that for hours and hours on end and practiced you know just to get, just to make that you know in in what I've noted is a fairly inauthentic movie. Uh, to make that move the, the, that particular part of the movie authentic. Well, would it have been worse if? Uh... Borat, but, we're being Freddie Mercury. Was in it. You know, it's interesting because uh, Roger Taylor, the drummer, did an interview with Classic Rock magazine that was published this week, and he just he just basically took Sasha Baron Cohen apart. Now, they had a bad relationship. <laughs> you know, he had his own way he wanted to do Freddie, that, that he wanted to portray Freddie, and the other members of Queen, who were, of course, producers, on the film, you know, did not like it. He wanted to do something much campier. They wanted something with a little more dramatic integrity. So, you know, they parted ways. I, there was a there was a lawsuit that was settled out of court, and now Roger Taylor uh, says that you know basically that he he thinks it would have been utter s word if yeah. if Sasha Baron Cohen had been in it. He said Sasha's pushy. If nothing else, he's also six inches too tall. <laughs> I think but, he's stuck doing. Weird comedy roles myself. But. Yeah, well, that what's interesting is that Roger Taylor goes on to say, "Yeah, I've watched his last five films and come to the conclusion he's not a very good actor." <laughs> no, he's just getting <laughs> I, a little you know, personal. Thought he, thought he was an utterly brilliant, subversive comedian, but that's what he's great at. But you know, obviously, the Rami Malek did a, a brilliant job in in his place. So the one the one comment was probably unnecessary, but I think there really was a lot of bad blood. Yeah. Uh, during during you know, while Sasha Baron Cohen was attached to it, and certainly afterward. All right, here comes something that's not on the list. Have you Uh-oh. watched Have you watched the Mister uh, Mister A and Mister M, the story of A and M Records yet? I have. 
I have. have. What'd you think? Really good. I don't get Epic, so I can't. I I it's can't well, get it. It's it's well worth you know doing a trial subscription or something for. They did they did a nice job. You know, there's they didn't necessarily. I'm sure that there are some artists who who didn't feel as warm towards them as the most of the artists who are who speak in the film. But yeah, you know, by and large, these these guys have always had a reputation for running a good label, you know, being men of great integrity, uh, a real, a really great combination of a musician and a businessman who loved music. Was you know, Herb Albert Al- a better businessman or a better musician? Oh, he was a better musician. I mean, he was, he was, but he made he a, a ton at A&M person. records. Pardon? But he made a ton at A&M records. Oh, well, sure. Right? Yeah. Sure. But you know, and he partnered in the right, with the right guy. You know, Jerry Moss was a businessman who loved music and loved musicians. So these guys, by and large, you know, when you hear the stories, you know, they treated their musicians well, and they they got involved. In, you know, Herb Albert especially got involved in the music, but without without being heavy-handed about it, he was always a sounding board for his musicians and largely let them do what they wanted to do. He just kind of made sure that they were doing it right. You know, he would he would suggest the producer. He wouldn't suggest anybody change a sound, but he'd suggest a producer. He'd he'd listen to an album and say, you know, this is your single. You know, this is what I do. But they were not a they were not a really heavy-handed company. See, I can see him doing that with the Carpenters, but when it comes to the Police and Sting, that's a whole different thing, but you know, He's a music you know, guy, so maybe. It, well, right. It's an outside. That's what that's a that's a very valid outside viewpoint. But you know, when musicians are talking to musicians, and by the time they started A and M Records, Herb Albert was a very, a very well established musician. You know, other musicians respected his chops. So, how did these two guys partner up? How did they meet? They, they just met in you know they met in L A. They were working together. I think Jerry Moss was working for whoever. Herb Albert was recording for at the time, and they met and decided, you know, actually, you know, A&M Records came out of an idea that, you know, musicians need to be treated better. Let's make a company that does that. Right. All right. And this all started from Tijuana Taxi. Yep. Is that Tijuana Taxi? Um, The dating game song? Yes. That's Herb Albert, right? Yeah. Is that Tijuana Taxi? Am I getting them mixed up? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, all right, where do you want to finish, Gary? Uh, where are we going to finish with today? Uh, well, well, we should note, you know, note the passing of Robbie Shakespeare, um, half of the duo of Sly and Robbie, Jamaican bassist, producer, worked with Bob Dylan, the Rolling Stones, Madonna, Bob Marley, uh, Grace Jones, Britney Spears, even. They, they did a lot of great work together. Uh, you know, Robbie Shakespeare was a fantastic bass player, really inventive, very influential. And he passed away earlier this week at the age of 68 and, and was still working, you know, pretty much up till the time of his death. So he's one of those guys we will, we will miss. All right. Well, you don't have any of your favorite football teams playing for the rest of the weekend. So this I guess you could just be a casual observer and lick your wounds. Exactly. All right. Gary, thanks for the have time. have a great weekend. Thanks we'll for... talk next week. All right. We'll thanks, Gary. Yes, Bye-bye. we will talk next week. Gary Graff, our music guy.